our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. Welcome back, welcome back. You're chilling on I Am Live right here on 657 AM Radio Pulpit. Um, and of course, our world is ever-evolving and changing. And as a result, it is really important for us to be aware of the changes that are happening and how um, they would impact or eventually impact our lives and the way that we relate with the people around us. And that is what tech, this uh, tech talk um, um, segment that we've dedicated uh, to is all about. Uh, what do you have on your plate, Shah? Something interesting, uh, and that is the fact that the Broadcasting Commission in South Africa is asking Netflix to actually up its local content, otherwise they're going to remove it or try and remove Netflix. They say that 30% of Netflix content should be local content. Uh, that meaning that the South African library currently available on Netflix might change because Netflix say they're not going to pump low quality content in just to get the 3% up. Mm, they would much mm. rather remove some of their current content. Uh, oh, so wow. that's something to bear in mind. Unfortunately, I'm not with that. Um, I don't agree with it. I think it's scary. But the thing that's actually more interesting to me is the fact that on Tuesday, Literally, Tuesday, three days ago, the Cyber Crimes Act for the first time in South Africa has been signed into law by our President Cyril Ramaphosa. That means that uh, if you are currently using torrents or peer-to-peer downloading your ISP as well as your network provider at the moment or financial institution, if you're making use of F&B or something like that, if they see your downloading movies, uh, pirated stuff, they need to report you and you will be uh, held accountable for theft. Uh, intellectual property, non-physical property or virtual property will then be the same, treated the same as theft of physical property. And another thing that's very interesting that I find very interesting with regards to uh, the Cyber Act is the fact that when you say a message on WhatsApp inciting damage to property or violence, threaten people with damage to property or violence or unlawfully containing an intimate image, you can also be sent to jail now by the means of the Cyber Crimes Act in South Africa. So check the stuff that you are sharing and stating on WhatsApp. If you're saying and sharing stuff, you can be actually held accountable and go to jail for stuff that's happening now. That's the Cyber Crimes Act in South Africa. What's happening your side, Given? Mm, that is actually quite interesting. I don't know. I have a lot of, um, you know, before jumping into what I have on my plate, like I have, um, I suppose, a lot of comments on that because, I mean, Theft of intellectual property has literally always been a thing in South Africa. Um, And also, I suppose now it's just putting pressure on the service providers to actually report you if they notice that you're doing it, which, to be quite honest, is not as easy to trace as as the government might think. Um, It's really, this is something that has a problem that has, I mean, China... Um, is a place where they are way, way more... Uh, the government governs the internet much more than our government, right? I mean, they're not allowed to do mm. to use Google. They're not allowed to use any of Google's products, Facebook, Twitter, 
um, t- uh, well, TikTok belongs to them, uh, but they're not allowed to use them. But the country is still able to do all of those things that are um, illegal by the use of, you know, your VPNs and VPNs. Exactly. Mm. And if you think VPNs are like the worst, there are other ways to do it that are much easier. Obviously, that I'm not going to share now. Uh, but the the main point I want to raise is the fact that this is it is a uh, I suppose a good move for the most part um, in this because here's the thing about it, ne? Uh, downloading torrents actually is not an illegal crime. Um, so specifically with torrents, if you're downloading a pirated film the, and watching it, especially if you're distributing it, that in itself is a crime. But downloading a torrent is not. Peer-to-peer sharing is actually a legitimate way of of, of sharing files. Um, a lot of universities do it in because it just around the world, actually. It makes it easier for people to share things. Um, if you don't know how torrents work, by the way, um, if you're listening and you're wondering what exactly is a torrent, um, just to briefly explain it. So a torrent works like this. You can have 50,000 people. I'm just using a, an arbitrary number. You can have 50,000 people around the world, or let's use South Africa in this case. Let's say 50,000 or even 10,000 people in South Africa have one file and that file is one gigabyte big. Um, so if we, if I want that file and I don't have it, when I go on the internet, I will use a torrent site, right? And on that site, I'll be able to access the file that all these 10,000 people have. Um, so if all of them are currently online or they 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 have the file seeding is what they call it. Yes, seeding, which means they are feeding mm. the file to everyone within the network. It means I can download the file from all these 10,000 users, depending on how many of them are seeding it. So sometimes you'll have... 4,000 people seeding, sometimes 300 people, sometimes just 28 people. And the more people are seeding the file, the faster the download will be. That's how torrents work. So a torrent doesn't necessarily mean that a person, and I'm just using a torrent now. I know that um, the government is not just specifically referring to torrents. Um, I'm guessing you just use a child because it's the way that a lot of people do a lot of pirating. Mm. Yeah, but yes, uh, yes. yeah, pirating happens in a lot of ways. There are, yo, it's not an easy problem to solve basically is what I'm getting to. Um, and I just wanted mm. to explain how torrents work as well, uh, because I think it's a very interesting system and a way of sharing files that you don't use. Oh, so the difference between that and using Netflix, for example, is that on Netflix, the files are stored on the net Netflix server or playing a game, for example, like Fortnite. You're using the Fortnite server. Um, in st- unlike with um, peer-to-peer sharing, which means I'm getting the file directly from Charles' computer as well as 300 or 10,000 other people are sharing it to me at the same time, uh, which is a very interesting concept. It's similar to how blockchain works in terms of capturing data. Um, it's peer-to-peer, mm. basically. Many 10,000 or 50,000 or even a million computers confirm that this person owns this much Bitcoin. But anyways, um, yeah, it's it's honestly speaking, honestly speaking, quite quite an interesting that you've brought up, Shal. And I think it is important for us to understand 
the deeper complexities of a government trying to do such a thing um, and mm. not just look at it one-sided, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I wanted to talk about uh, this uh, phone, right? It's actually quite interesting. I think it's a Xiaomi phone. Um, it is a, a phone. So it says we look at the crazy fast new wireless charge charging phone from Xiaomi. Um, it's like no kidding, right? This phone actually charges a phone from zero to 100% in eight minutes. It is a 200-watt charging phone. 200-watt charging phone. Like, can you believe it? <laughs> like, oh, my word. Like, honestly speaking, it is quite, quite insane. And I don't know, because I think personally, and I don't know about you, Shal, I personally think that this is, it was done for the headlines, Right. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because when, if you know anything about a battery, especially a phone battery, the faster you charge it, you're likely damaging the battery and, and decreasing the lifespan of the battery. So for example, if your battery could have lasted five years, um, you know, without being damaged now, when you're charging it too fast, it gathers heat. And it's whenever batteries heat up, they become damaged over time. And the more battery heats up, I don't, for, for those who um, are using fast charging phones from, let's say, 2019, for example, or even 2018, whenever you, you, put, you plug in your fast charger, you'll notice that your phone heats up for maybe like the first 30 to 40 minutes of charging. And then after that, it'll start cooling down. The reason is because whenever you plug in a fast charger to a phone, it'll fast charge and then for like uh, the first few minutes and then it slows down after some time and starts charging mm. slower. Um, and that's done to preserve the battery. Now, if a phone is able to charge, if you listen to this, this phone can charge to 50% in three minutes and 100% in eight minutes. Like... You know what I mean? I feel, first of all, how many times, I think for one, this will cause people to abuse the phone. Like that charging, like it's like you're not going to care anymore, right? If your battery finishes or not, because it's charging so fast. What do you think, Shah? How, how long does it take? Two questions. One, first is how long does it then take to discharge? In other words, what's the milliamps of that battery? Yeah. And what's the chemical chemistry of that battery? Um, because different different nickel, cadmium, nickel, lithium, nickel, uh, lithium, magnesium. That's all the different types of chemicals that they use in batteries. That would give you a lifetime usually um, of the battery. In other words, the complete amounts of discharges. Because what everyone would tell you, and I've actually heard this from an electrical engineer, mm -hmm. every single battery ever manufactured, whether it's in a Samsung whether it's in a toy, whether it's in solar, UPS, whatever. All batteries only have a certain amount of complete discharges. Exactly. And then, then they are redundant. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know, then, the, the, with regards to the, the, um, the chemistry within that battery, how that thing generates power. 
to me, it just doesn't sound like it's. It doesn't sound to me like it's gonna last. That's what I'm thinking um, as well. Like when you understand the science of how batteries work, um, it mm. actually, I mean, you might be thinking to yourself, I don't know if you know of the what do they call it again? Um, the other, um, you know how companies intentionally make their products obsolete, like. Uh, for example, the light yes. bulb. Yeah, like a light bulb can actually last up to 50 years um, if it's designed properly. Kind of like how the, um, uh, what do we call them? The LED lights of today can last up to five mm. years. Um, there, was, there was actually a time when, when, when bul- light bulbs used to last a lot longer. Um, and then companies did research. Um, I forgot what the, it was called the something cartel. Um, the I forgot it starts with an F, the Felix Cartel or something like that. Um, and what they what they basically did was that they paid money into doing R and D, which is research and development, and and mm. and forced these technicians to figure out how to shorten the lifespan of the light bulb because they were losing customers. Light bulbs originally used to used to last a lot longer. Now. Someone might be thinking to themselves, companies don't want batteries to last long because they want us to change our phones. And I think you might be on the money. That actually is probably why some companies um, are not doing it. However, we also should keep in mind that the smartphone industry is probably one of the most competitive industries in the world. There are too many companies do, uh, creating smartphones for for one of them not to think to themselves, you know what, if I brought a battery that lasts a week and charges in eight minutes or even lasts an entire month. So if the technology was there to make a battery that good, I believe we would have seen it by now because the competition is just too insane in the smartphone industry. Um, and I, I, I genuinely believe that in time, we will start to see phones that charge in a very short space of time and last for a much longer period. Mm. What are your thoughts, mm-hmm, Rob? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I yeah. assume we the consumer mindset will, I think, at some point, the wave is going to turn back into uh, products. Um, the longevity of products will obviously then be uh, of high regard again. Mm. Uh, the the mm. bold quality will be something that we look forward to again. Not necessarily mass-produced. Uh, um, literally, the consumer mindset of two years and it's fine. Whenever some, something is older than two years, I'm going to yeah. change it or yeah. return it or something like that. Our parents, for that matter, do not have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a cool segue into our... Um, discussion for this evening but (laughs) our parents (laughs) don't have that mindset of trashing everything after two years uh we still fix things and i think the interesting thing is because i've moved to a community muscle bay where there's a lot older people living i've noticed there's a lot more shops fixing things than there is in pretoria people still fix laundry machines or, or, or um, uh, what's it, front load washing machines and stuff like that. Where in Pretoria, people would most probably just buy new ones. You would struggle mm. to find someone that's able to fix one. Whereas in Mossel Bay, in every single shopping center, there's a guy that fixes things. Um, mm. So I just find that interesting. <laughs> no, I completely get what you mean. Anyways, um, that is it on our tech radar. And also do remember that I think next week, 
Um, sometime next week, Apple is having their WWDC event. Mm. Um, I'm definitely going to be tuning in and also watching some of the breakdowns. I think the new MacBook is going to be announced and possibly... I'm I'm I doubt it, but possibly also the new uh, M uh, sil- uh, Apple silicone chip, which might be the M2 or the M1X or something of that mm. variant, um, and probably also the new Apple Watch. So and what that new Apple Watch will be able to do. So do come back next week so we can have that discussion of what new technologies will Apple be introducing into the industry. The reason that it's always exciting when Apple has their events is because they almost always introduce uh, things that cause the rest of the industry to up their game. Um, they always, always, they pioneer, even though these days they come in late in certain things, but whenever they do something, the entire industry watches and they change. I mean, they're the reason mm. why we have wireless earphones and headphones these days. They completely change the market um, in literally one announcement. <laughs> right? And yeah. the, the Apple AirPods became so popular. So come back next week, Friday, and we'll be giving you an update of what will have happened in the uh, WWDC Apple event 